Do you remember why you joined the service? Was it for school? Travel? Was it selflessness? Whatever your reason, by the time your first enlistment or contract was up, I'm sure your reasoning had either changed or maybe you added a couple more reasons. But you'll always remember that feeling you had when you first joined. The adrenaline, excitement, uncertainty, fatigue. One thing was certain, however. Your life was about to change. I'm Master Sergeant Andy Sinclair, and this is the Maniac Radio Show. Whatever your reasons were for joining, they were just that, your reasons. But after you were in for a little while, and you got your feet wet, so to speak, you probably realized that serving in the military is not your average job. The lifestyle is undoubtedly different. Traveling, training, traveling, training. It's a constant roller coaster of emotions and experiences you will never forget. In this episode, we're going to explore the ins and outs of wearing the uniform, what it means, and how each and every one of us can be recruiters for the greatest Air Force the world has ever known. First up, we have a senior NCO on the mic from South Portland, sharing his story, his experience. Later on, I have a pretty cool maniac fact from 1954, as well as some tidbits about how you can become a better ambassador for the Maniac Guard. All that and more right after a few words from our sponsors. Wait, what? Skip skip that part? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, here's Master Sergeant White. So I'm sitting down here at the 243rd Engineering Installation Squadron down in South Portland, Maine with Master Sergeant White. I just kind of dawned on me that we've never actually had a podcast interview with anybody from South Portland. So we want to get these guys included because the stuff they do down here is, uh, is remarkable. These guys go on a lot of deployments and they do a lot of stuff for, for the uh, Air Guard and Big Air Force. So uh, thank you, Master Sergeant White. And um, I guess the first thing I want to ask is, uh, who are you and what do you do? Hi, my name is Jason White, Master Sergeant, Air National Guard here down in South Portland. I am a communications engineer uh, for our squadron. So my main job is designing communications infrastructure, and that can be anything from fiber optics to copper cabling to satellites, uh, installing towers of that such nature. All the stuff the rest of us can't do. Absolutely. Yeah, what you guys do, I mean, obviously from an outsider's perspective, watching you guys and you know, sometimes we'll see you guys come up and work in Bangor. Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable stuff. So can you tell me about what your team does, uh, what you guys do when you guys come together? What our team does is we will have a requirement. We will show up, and depending on how in-depth the requirement is, it can be anything from adding a network jack in an office to adding a complete infrastructure in a whole new building. Let's talk about deployments. We do the same job when we deploy. We, um, so recent deployments, um, we will be out supporting host nations, and it can be anything from going out there in, in support of a major operation, and we can do anything from uh, emergency response to providing communications for the host nation. One minute you can be um, in a secure location install, installing classified communications, and in another, you can be setting up wireless in an aircrew tent. 
just based on my experience with you guys um, and, the, and the few projects I've worked on and interviews and videos we've done in the past, um, I guess the, when I think of you guys and I think of the, the 265th, literally the first word that comes to mind is global because I've heard of the, the deployments and the outstanding work that you guys do for big Air Force, not just the Guard. A common misconception with the Guard is that we're only state and that you guys kind of exemplify that that's not the case and that you guys do go everywhere and you guys are doing big things for big DOD, am I right? Absolutely, you are correct. We have gone everywhere in the world. So how does it feel to be a part of all that? Oh, I think it's, it's absolutely perfect. Um, just seeing other people recognize the Maniac sticker. Uh, and we could be somewhere in England or we could be in Africa um, or we could be just stateside. It's, it's a really, really nice feeling to have. When you guys do deploy, it's usually for like a week at a time, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, you know, it all, all depends. Uh, depends on the jobs. Uh, most stateside jobs, depending on the complexity, can be a week to two weeks. Um, but when we really deploy, it, it can be anywhere from uh, 30 days to eight months. Yeah, when you think about it too, um, and you put that into perspective with the rest of not just the Guard, but the Air Force, those eight, eight months is not normal. I mean, that's, that's, a long, that's a long time away from home, away from your family. So um, what you guys down, do down here is, is, is pretty remarkable. So let's, go, let's get back real quick to you specifically. So how, how, long have you been, how long have you been in the service and how long have you been with the Maniacs? Um, well, that's going to be an easy one. Uh, I've been in the service for 28 years and I've been with the Maniacs the whole time. Uh, I started out as uh, just learning uh, and the Air Force, the schools helped train uh, to utilize the products, the fiber optics, the copper cabling and all that. Uh, and then as I progressed, I transitioned around from being someone that puts the infrastructure in to someone that runs a team installing the infrastructure to someone that now designs how the infrastructure is going to be put in. You've been around a lot for a while and you've, you've seen some things and you've experienced things. So how, to you, especially as a senior NCO, how important is it that um, the junior enlisted, junior officers, new airmen to the Air Force, uh, get their training done and get it done right? That's extremely important. The way technology is happening, it happens so fast and uh, constant training. Even myself, I'm always getting certified on, on new products. Uh, and it definitely, I always try to stress to the junior airmen that training is is very crucial. Let's talk more about why you chose to do this and uh, and how, how does be, not only being in the guard, how does that help out with what you may or may not have for goals on the outside? Say you retire from here, what do you what do you plan on doing with the skills you've learned? So being in the guard, it's, it's kind of like having two separate lives. You have your job, doing your commercial uh, civilian stuff, and then in the guard, that particular job. And they may be the same, they may be different. When I joined the Guard, I was looking for something that, one, was challenging and would always keep my interest. And I felt that communications was something that everybody's got to keep talking and keep plugging away at the computer, so um, it's a really good career field to get into. Uh, and this also helps on when all the, the free training that the military offers you, you can apply this to civilian workforce also. I know that's one thing that the, the, you know, the Guard kind of excels on versus active duty is that, that ability to learn the skills and you be able to hone those in and, and bring those in the outside. The other thing is, too, is um, taking those skills you learn from your civilian job and bringing them to the, to the military workforce. 
Um, you know, there are plenty of guys, you know, just coming to mind, thinking about up in Bangor uh, with civil engineering, where those guys, um, you know, they, they might be a master electrician on the outside, and then they come to work, and they're, um, they can take those skills they learned. Because, you know, I don't think it's any secret that just because the, the military does it one way doesn't mean it's the... Um, the right way you know so if Amira Maine does something a certain a certain way then it, you know that's a lot of uh, a lot of valuable knowledge there so so it's funny you mentioned that I just recently did some research and the there's a lot of programs now and the state of Maine has passed a few laws also where um, whether it be electrician or you're looking to get your CDL license if, if you've been recently deployed and you wish to get a CDL license uh, the, the road instruction can be waived and you just take a written test. So they, they see that you've been operating that same vehicle for an extensive period of time. Uh, this also works towards uh, electrician. If you're looking to get your, your master's license or you become a journeyman, anytime you have in the service working with in the electrical field, they apply that. And this makes it a much easier you to get your certifications uh, in the commercial world. Yeah, and that's key. So I guess the last question, big question is, uh, what's next for you? Well, that's a good question, considering I just returned from a a lengthy deployment, uh, looking to just relax for a little bit, settle in, uh, enjoy a little bit of the the main weather, and uh, get a reset and hard charge again. Uh, There's a lot of head time to, to get recertified on, on a few things. Uh, I, I was able to move fur- further in college courses. Just take it day by day. That's awesome. So I, I, I really do appreciate you doing this interview. I know it was kind of impromptu. You definitely didn't wake up this morning thinking you were going to be on a podcast interview. But uh, thanks again, and I appreciate it. Not a problem. You have a good day. Yeah, you too. Happy New Year. Alrighty, let's talk about recruiting. We've heard it before, and I'm sure we'll all hear it again, but we're all recruiters. We may not have the specialty code or the official training, but when it comes down to brass tacks, you are the subject matter expert in your craft. No one knows it better than you. And we're not supposed to be that guy, right? We'll call him, oh, I don't know, Robert. (laughs) Robert has friends and loves to chat it up. His friends are talking about sports and Netflix and all the fun things that have nothing to do with work. But then, uh-oh, Robert blurts out, who wants to join the Maniac Guard? Silly Robert, that's not how we do it. There's a smoother way, it's simple. You like your job, you like the benefits, the opportunities, the ability to serve your country. Talk about those things. Talk about the amazing people you work with and the camaraderie that comes with wearing the uniform. After all, We're ambassadors for our organization. Keep it smooth. Our recruiting team does an outstanding job, but it isn't just on them to help expand our team. Our armed forces have always kept recruiting at the forefront, even dating back to 1954, 66 years ago, just one year after the Korean War had ended. The 101st Fighter Interceptor Wing was making major pushes for recruiting. In fact, they set up recruiting vans for five days, 10 hours a day, representing different units and speaking on behalf of their shop. The vans were parked at the junction of Hammond and State Street in downtown Bangor, with help from local TV, radio, newspapers, and of course, word of mouth, the effort was a big hit. 
The commander stated that he wanted a minimum of 150 recruits as a result of this drive. In the end, 94 recruits signed up in January of 1954 alone, with another 98 between March and February. Pretty remarkable. Was it because of the wing recruiters? Partially. Those van booths, I guess that's what we can call it, had experts talking about the job. They're the ones who sold it. Could we do something similar today? Uh, yes and no. It would probably take some coordination to get vans set up downtown, but we really don't need that. In today's day and age, we're connected on a whole new level. We talk about our jobs with our friends and our families through cell phones and text messaging, Facebook and Instagram. When Aunt Betsy calls from California, she asks about how our job's doing, and we tell her, great. I couldn't be happier. We have countless avenues to spread the good word, and it's all at our fingertips. So be that good ambassador, be a good recruiter, and don't be a Robert. That's all I have for this episode of the Maniac Radio Show. I hope everyone had an awesome holiday and welcome to the new year, 2020. Crazy. Don't forget to keep recruiting in mind when talking with friends and family. Again, don't be a Robert about it, but spread the good word about the Maniac Guard. And something else I want to point out for all those who are currently serving. If you have a coworker who plans on separating upon their ETS, please remember to encourage them to pursue another AFSC. Just because I don't like my current career field or don't feel like it's a good fit doesn't mean looking elsewhere is a bad thing. Everyone here is highly trained and talented. And when you mix those two T's together, you have a very valuable asset to an organization. So please keep that in mind if you have a coworker looking to separate. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or online at 101arw.ang.af.mil. There you'll find pics, videos, contact information, phone numbers for our on-base commissary and BX, command post, and even our recruiter's office. You can also find all that information on our base app. Just download Air Force Connect on your iPhone or Android device. Search for our wing, then bada bing, bada boom pod. You'll be connected with all things maniacs. If you want a more in-depth description on how to download and set up the app, head to our Facebook page by searching 101STARW, where you'll find a training video to help you out. That's all for now. Have a great drill. Enjoy 2020. And stay awesome.